love the behind the scenes of this movie. Like the making of it. What an absolute pain in the butt, I guess it was to make. What, like as far as difficulty of the actors and stuff like that? And just the whole, like the production. They started filming it actually in Miami, but then the Cuban community found out about it and like completely put pressure on them to basically close the production down because it was about drug dealing and stuff. They didn't want to be portrayed in negative light. So like I guess literally a couple months into shooting, they were just told, yeah, you have to just move. You can't do so. So there's like certain parts of this movie that are actually filmed in LA that are supposed to be Miami. And just like Pacino, I guess, in the scene, you know, when, he, when he's shooting the big gun, you know, say, I want him a little front. You know, they were shooting it, and like, the, uh, even with blanks, the, the, the barrel of the gun heats up. He grabbed a hold of it and burnt his hand. Check, so they had to stop shooting for six weeks, so his hand healed up, you know? For six, oh, oh, I, yeah, that's like for Star Wars. They had to, like, hold that up because he, like, Han broke his leg or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that there was, you know, like there was just a bunch. I guess the movie was supposed to take like two and a half months to film, and it took like nine months to film. Like it took That's still forever. quick for like how movies are filmed nowadays. Like it takes you, like you, th- you'd think most movies would take nine months. Yeah, jeez, you know, it's funny. It's, a, I guess, that like Spielberg, I guess, works really quick. Like he basically is just like, you know. You gotta be prepared. Like he wants, he wants to. He film gets in more, a hurry. like you were saying on an episode before, he because of the whole 1984 thing or 1940. 1941, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was his bomb. You know, so I, I think he literally just. I think everything's pretty thought out before he, before he shoots. You know, it's like like the movie Catch Me If You Can with uh, DiCaprio and, and Hanks. It's such a great movie. I think that movie literally took four weeks to film. It was like 28 days or 35 days or something. Like it literally took no time to film. You know. Well, and if you think about it, it's like the, it's like interior, it's mostly interiors inside of airports, which you can use one airport to be seven different airports if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Do it this way. I'm a little paranoid. This is when, this is when it's come up, man. This is when he actually happens, man. This is when he, when he takes down Frank Lopez. Well, (laughs) I love how the the P thinks it's weird that they're staring at him. It's like, you're covered in blood in our office right now. Like, yeah. uh, What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're watching Scarface right now. Welcome to the podcast. This is the cl- this is the key scene when when, when uh, uh, Lope or whatever Tony Montoya when when Pacino Scarface takes out Frank Lopez, played by Robert Loja, you know oh. from Big Fame. If from- you are annoyed with white people getting roles that people of color should have, then boy, do you not want to watch Scarface because this is just. Full of white people playing ethnic people. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're not, Italians won't even deem white. Yeah, I mean, we're white. With you know the, the white race, God, you know, you know something, Keith. There's one thing we can all agree on: the white race. It's under attack, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, I mean, don't you just feel like you're under siege at all times? Life's gotten pretty bad for me. I, I mean, love I, how when you when you talk to people who are like hardcore like men's rights activists, and you're like, "But we've had it good for so long," and they're kind of <laughs> just like, "Yeah, so why change it?" Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't you? Well, it's also like ugh, they, they act like what's going on truly affects them or something. I don't know. I, I think it's weird. Do we just live your life? I don't know. You know, live your that's like the non show business one. Croesus just goes, do your act. I know. <laughs> just go up and do it. I don't know. Just, you know, just do, do your act. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Look at you. So this is the scene, man. I stay loyal to your friend. I made a little on his side. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like they, they did like two weeks of just like they didn't shoot it. They just 
literally acted on. They, they could have done this as a play. They thought, like all, you know, Pacino was very much like all the actors that they had actually gone through it several times, just rehearsing it they before probably, they even shot it. They probably wanted to do it a play because he was just like, "This is ridiculous. Nobody would take this seriously as a regular <laughs> fucking movie." It, it, I tell you what, this. Pacino only made a couple movies in the 80s. It was bizarre. He had, he had a period of time where he kind of fell off the scene. Like in the 70s, he was huge. Because well, I'm sure once you, when you do The Godfather, it's hard to like get back up. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you, how do you top that? But Well, you he, top yeah. that by doing the most ridiculous bullshit known to man, which is Scarface. Scarface is great. No, listen, Tony. All right. It was me. He makes him beg for his life. No, but but it was he did this movie and a movie called Revolution in 1986. I mean, literally, I think it's I think he did maybe two movies during the 80s, and that's the truth. I mean, I mean maybe we should look that up, or someone else could look it up. But this is one of them. I don't think he did anything else. You know, let's look that up right now. Yeah, this is when he knows that he's going to actually get the uh, he's going to take over Frank's business. So what's well, let's do the rundown. What, what any any big oh the Big Ten title game? What are your thoughts on that? Ugh, man, it I, was closer I, than you thought, though. Yo, yeah, absolutely. I, I was happy. I just had something to cheer for. I mean, I thought that, I thought they were going to get smoked immediately. You know, Bucky played pretty well. It reminded me of the game three years ago when they lost to Penn State in the Big Ten championship game. They got up early. They played well, you know, but uh, they just wilted in the second half. You know, Ohio State's simply a better team. They have more athletes. I thought Ohio State, Wisconsin actually should, played relatively well given the circumstances. You yeah, know? I mean, because they, they, I thought they, I thought they were going to literally, if they would turn the ball over a couple times. They wilted though in the second half, man. It was a shame because they had a lot of different things going in their favor. They scored a touchdown at the very end of the first half to go up twenty-one to seven. You know, so uh, and you're like, okay, that's a good thing. They reacted to to, to the Buckeyes score. Buckeyes didn't score a touchdown until it was two minutes left or a minute left in the, in the first half. You know, this is one of the best. There you go. He kills him. Yep, this is where he does it, man. Right there. No, he's done. I'm just a white guy. <laughs> It's Robert Loja, man. He's acting. This is method acting, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of production issues. I, I guess on this, what with like blood pops and stuff well, like and, that, and just yeah, just trying to film it. I mean, it just was a very difficult movie, I guess, to film because it was so ultra violent, you know. Yeah, and I, at the time, all they had were you, they could really just do shitty violence. Well, they couldn't do like CGI, you know. It had to be like, re well, look at this. Obviously, he's gonna get shot in the stomach. He's got his arms crossed. He's got a blood pack in his gut. You know what I mean? Like you. Can, Right. You can see where it's like, you know. Right. You see him? There he is. At least he's being a white guy. <laughs> yeah, a prick, you know. <laughs> like, it's it, he's he's in his own fucking, he's in his zone right here. Just a white guy with a scar. Ah. It's a tough scene, man. Tony. I don't say your name with an accent. What are you doing? <laughs> I ain't a claim, broke culture, appropriate nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> What you think you are? This is tense. See, that's the, the cop wanted to shake him down for some first-class tickets for he and his wife to go to to London over Christmas. And he, I want business class. There you go, man. He's dead now. He does him? Just does him in, man. He's done. He does him. That's one of my favorite terms for death. He does him. <laughs> Here we go. Look, look at that art over the guy's shoulder. Got so early eighties. Oh, it's so early eighties. 
the clothes in the 80s were just fucking atrocious. Oh, they were terrible. There was, it, there was a real attempt to just get out of the earth tones of the 70s. And the 70s right. is all about orange well, and brown right, and stuff. And Right now, we're watching The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and the 60s was all about color, too. It just yeah. wasn't as fun. It, the style was different. It was all about your your yellows, your pinks, your oranges, rust. Like, rust brown was big in the 60s. It was all about, yeah. like, having everything in your kitchen match and, like, plastic. Yeah. It was a big... Uh, fucking you you tend like there's a great line in miss Maisel where some dude's wife is angry that he's hanging out with uh his friend and he goes don't worry i bought her a blender that'll buy her some time like that was back when a blender was like a marvel for a wife like oh, oh yeah thank man. you yeah oh yeah. yeah i remember a blender was like a you'd make shakes in a blender you know it's like well, you still do but I haven't used a blender in a long time. Well, they're just called Vitamixes now. That's the th- that's what we that's what's fucked up with what we did is we took inventions that already existed and we were like it's a Vitamix. We're gonna we're gonna rebrand them as this exactly. Like, what's the difference? You know? Yeah, it's just fucking the same bullshit. He, bu- he buys off his wife with a blender. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, hey, that was easy, you know. Well, that was like I that, love that message too. Just you have to buy your woman off. That's a blender, always a good message. Blender you know? really was that version, that era's iPad. If you think about it, <laughs> you should. <laughs> That's funny, actually. <laughs> that generation's iPad. How? How is it? That, that's it's a funny idea, but how? Just because it was like the Marvel invention at the time. That was like where technology was. I guess the TV was out, but women didn't watch. Broads don't watch the TV. That's, hey, why, that's why it's incredible that Miss Maisel does stand up like the whole show. She's like, I'm a comedian. And they're like, why? Well, is, is, that, is that the plot of the show? Yeah, she becomes like she's basically the female Lenny Bruce. In fact, she knows Lenny Bruce in the show. Oh, OK. Interesting. She was kind of like a, a good TV show. You'd like it. Yeah, no, I, I've seen like a, a posters. I, I, by the way, out here in L.A., it's hilarious. I, I <laughs> The posters and, and all the billboards they have and the quotes they put up. It's literally every single every single thing you see is like. Like, I saw one for Veep. Veep's a good comedy, funny comedy. Julie Reese Dreyfus is funny in it. She's good. You know, I've seen a few episodes. It's solid, you can tell. Literally, one of the quotes I saw was simply the greatest comedy in television history. Okay, the media's been around since the 40s. You well, know? they want you to I consider mean, it, you know, Crocious. I mean, listen, listen. Hogan's Heroes has got to be in that discussion also. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole, like, <laughs> it's simply the most amazing, exhilarating experience you'll yeah. ever have in your entire life. I mean, it's no Married with Children, but... <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Married with Children when it first came out. You know something? Married with Children's okay, man. It's got some funny lines. Well, and it's it's woker than people think because, like... Absolutely. Peg Bundy was very empowered. She talked shit to Al. She truly... More so that, like, Al, the whole premise of the show was Al thought he was the king of everything, but really she was. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. They had a dykey neighbor next door. Oh, she actually is a gay, too. <coughs> Pardon me, jeez. Oh, yeah, they got this all-time 100 team. Oh, yeah, they're doing it in the NFL. Yeah. They're the 100 greatest players, exactly. Ed Reed. Ed Reed's hilarious looking to me. He's still kind of, he hasn't aged at all because, as you know, Crocious... Black, Black, don't don't crack. crack. (laughs) I am aware of this as I use that line, Caucasian, don't crack, when I mention my age on on stage. So here's what I wanted to do. Rams are opening up a can of ass whoop. Because uh, this also is my soccer podcast because I I usually do alternating episodes. We're like in the middle. But I, I had this idea to go over soccer stuff with you just to bounce it off to like let people know. I just think it's an interesting 
thing to have me talk about soccer and then you with no context just being like, oh, that's interesting. Sure, man. Well, right now we put on the Bundesliga, which I have. As I've you, told you love before, it. I was mentioning on this. I did a, a midweek episode last week, and I was like, "Dude, Croatia says the Bundesliga is the best league in the world," which you might have an <laughs> argument for it. I mean, in I would say it's a solid third in the eyes of the rest of Europe because the question is Premier League versus La Liga. Oh, is La Liga the Spanish the, league? The Spanish La Liga is the tops. Really, it is. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think the Premier League is a more competitive league top to bottom yeah because la liga is really just real madrid barcelona and atletico madrid every now and again you'll have a team like sevilla or valencia like sneak in in. yeah but in general it's a two-team league and the premier league at least has a top six yeah yeah exactly well who are who are the best teams in the premier league right now i don't even know well, that's well, right I mean, is now, it Manchester we'll, United as usual? Is it uh, Chelsea as usual? Is it fucking Arsenal go as usual? I mean, as usual as teams. But, but, but I've been for some reason, what I like about this Bundesliga, it, when I compare it, and I, and I, you know, I played soccer for three years when I was a kid. I really don't remember a lot about it. You know, I liked it. I liked playing it, actually. Scored a goal once. It was fun. Um, I scored a goal and literally girls were like, good job, Adam. And I was like, yes, girls paid attention to me. I'm 12. Oh, yeah. And soccer <laughs> is a bastard in America. So that's how you know how powerful a goal scored is. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it means so. It's like hitting a grand slam or something. That's what, what I like about the Bundesliga, though, is I don't know. I just feel like that the players are really fast, man. And they, they keep the ball on the ground. They don't kick it up in the air as much, I feel. And they really have some plays set up pretty well. Like they, they really they think it out pretty well, I feel like. And it's very Germanic. It's very like, there we go. They just scored. No, it had to be an offside. Was that? It's very analytical and Germanic to me. Like it's, people have their zones where they sort of remain and sort of, you know. I don't know, plus the way they cheer and stuff, they always have a lot of the flags Well, and this stuff, is you know? Dortmund versus Dueldorf that we're watching, so this oh, is clearly... It's not offside. It's not offside, It's actually. not offside, but I this is Dortmund's going to win. These are those games where... Cause, and the Bundesliga is kind of a two-team league. It's really a one-team league. It's Bayern Munich, which but they're not... They're kind of having a down oh, year, though, right? Oh, yeah, they're having it, and I love seeing it. So right now, here's the Premier League standings. You have Liverpool up top, okay. 46 points. They're going to win. Yeah. Their next competition, holy shit, they really did separate. So you have Leicester City second place. How many points? 38. Ooh, they're 10 behind or 8 behind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Manchester City and third Manchester City won the league last year. Yeah, exactly, right. And Man they're City. back-to-back champions. They've won a back-to-back years? Yes. Oh, I, because and that was like and they were like a notorious like like they never won anything. No, nope. right? typical city. They were like the Cubs. Yeah, exactly. Of the Premier League. Yeah, they were in it but could never win it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, and then they won it back to back years now. Yeah, because oh, they must, have Pep they Guardiola. Win. They have this manager Pep Guardiola who is very good. I he managed assume. Barcelona. They won like fucking twelve trophies in three years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he went on to Bayern Munich and cha- and coached them to three straight leagues. And then he went to Manchester City. His big thing is he hasn't won a Champions ooh, League in a while. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, that was a good uh, yeah, they pass. just dumped a long pass in uh, in the middle. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, I like it now. It's one you- nil Dortmund right now. Dusseldorf is pushing the field right now. It is a nice, like, fast-paced league. I, exactly. Well, I like the way it moves. Here's why you know? too, though, because uh, the 
Bundesliga takes a lot of young players from teams on loan. So a lot of these Bundesliga teams are filled with like guys like 22, younger than that youth academy, 19, yeah, 18, 19 year olds who they give a shot to. That's why a lot of young players choose to play in the Bundesliga over the Premier League. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just to get some experience. So they're playing paid relatively well. Oh, 100 percent. I would think if you start, you get paid starting wages. Um, So right now. They're in Dortmund, and this stadium, if you look at the stand that they just showed, it's the largest freestanding bleacher in the world. It's it, like that stand alone on the end has like wow. 5,000 seats or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. They're definitely a uh, – I mean, I don't know. I, I find that the, the pace seems to be fun. We're almost at the end of the first half, so we've got a couple minutes left of this. But it's just – I find the pace of it, they, they, they're fast, man. They re- they can get a pass down there on, on the ground that literally goes like whatever – 40 yards and guys are, I mean, they, they know where to run to, to get to it. I don't like, it it just, I I like the way it kind of looks. I don't know. That's it. And then you have, so you have Chelsea in fourth. Okay. uh, And that's surprising because Chelsea had a transfer ban and they have a new coach. Their manager is Frank Lampard who used to play for them. Okay. It would be like if Alex Rodriguez started managing the fucking Yankees or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not necessarily the profile of player like Frank Lampard is this highly respected fucking club legend yeah yeah uh he managed darby last year and ironically ooh, ooh, here we go here's Dorman's gonna score again oh ho, ho, ho. like i mean they just make stuff happen i'm sorry go ahead man. so yeah. chelsea's managed by lampard who managed darby county last year who played aston villa in the in the game to get to the premier league oh yeah and villa beat them then you have manchester united in fifth who they're they were lower they're kind of playing off their ass right now Wolverhampton Wanderers, Wolves, they're in sixth. The Wanderers. Uh, Wanderers, Rovers, and United are the three most used names in soccer, like the team nicknames. Uh, and then you got Sheffield United, who came up from the league below last year. Okay. Crystal Palace, that's one of the London teams. Uh, Arsenal, a- or Newcastle, is bo- above Arsenal. Holy Christ. Arsenal's kind of in crisis right now. Like they're really not playing. They're really right. underplaying. And they've been one of the better teams in the league, right? Yeah. Ar- Arsene Wenger was their manager. They had T- Terry Henry, Patrick Vieira. Oh, wow. All sorts of great players. Peter Cech, the goalie As who if wears I know the any head, of these names. headgear. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and then it's just standard shit. Brighton and Hove. I mean, like, wait. They gotta, Burnley, Everton's like low. A, there's a strategy. People always say, well, it's boring soccer. Like that. They don't see that there's actually strategies going on. And as you watch more, you're like, oh, yeah, there's certain passing they're doing. There's the way guys are, the way they're standing. There's like, everyone's doing something. Aston you know? Villa got their asses beat today. Wow. And then who's in last place? I'm sorry. Uh, Watford. Oh. So is it is it the teams who are the final two teams? Final three. Final three, they go down. They oh, go down. And then the top three of the, of the next league go up? Yep. Okay. Okay. And Villa were a part of that crop. So is it is it kind of like almost like it's not really a minor? How it's not a minor league system? How, no, how they're that? they're a professional league. It's just there. It's a pyramid. So like, it's just not as much money. The yeah. games don't get sold out. Uh, it's just a lesser league, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because they all used to be a part of one league. Like they were, it was one league that had four divisions. Okay. So it would be like if... And it was literally, it was like 45 teams or something. Or it yet, would be yeah. like if the NFL was the American, was the AFC and the NFC, but instead of them being two conferences in the same league, they were two divisions in one league. And they would say, well, the NFC is the best conference. So if you win the NFC, you, you're you the fucking champion of this country. Yeah. 
And then they would be like, but to give incentive and being in the American conference, if you win the American conference, you get to play in the national conference the next year. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, but then one day it would make more sense if I used baseball because they have like eight divisions. Yeah. So it wouldn't, or like four divisions. Uh, So it would be, yeah, it would be like if in the national league, all the divisions broke off and we're like, we're separate leagues. But they still ranked them. We're like the NL Central yeah, because is the top it, league. How, yeah, how was it determined what the top league was? It was just because they were the first league. Okay, so it, okay. uh, it was the football league when they first launched. Yeah, yeah. And then more teams started becoming professional. So they were like, well, we'll just make a second division. And yeah. then a third division. And then a fourth division. Yeah. And then that yeah. was the football league. It's the largest. Pro- they have like 75 teams. And they used to have 95 when the Premier League was a part of them still. Wow. wow. When did the whole league start? 1874 say, or something it like that. Like it's like their century. Man. Yeah, no wonder. Yeah, it's it's that connected to people. You know um, what I mean? Like, it's just... I tell you what, though. I'll say this. In the States, it's definitely getting more popular. There's no doubt about that. Oh, thing. yeah. 100%. I mean, like, the fact that I mean, you're a soccer fan, I'm telling you, that's one thing I do. I, I like about the younger generation, I'll tell you this much, is that there is more of an openness to it. You know, of like, hey, there actually are soccer fans. Well, and we actually you know? watched it on TV and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't... I mean, again, when I was a kid, the NASL was the league, and I watched it. I mean, I cared about it. I, I was invested in the Washington Diplomats. That was my team. But they expanded way too fast. And I swear to God, Reagan got elected and that killed the NASL. It was just like, no, we're not going to be playing soccer in this European thing. We're going to play football. Yeah. We are well, American. That's what you do. And I don't know. If Reagan I've, came in and it killed the NASL. I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but originally the original killer was the Great Depression. So in the 20s, the United States had a killer ass domestic league. There was actually a team called Chicago Sparta who dominated huh. it. They were full of Turkish players and shit, and they would play exhibitions against legit European teams. And like, and they play well and stuff. Yeah, play yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. So when the Great Depression... <laughs> Turkish, Turkish footballers. When the Great Depression happened, they... Uh, a lot... And anything that wasn't American, like, created... Yeah. Kind of got shat on. Yeah. So when mm. the Great Depression happened, they really leaned hard on, like... We, we need to create stuff. America needs to get like, cause it was just, we were so like part of the depression is you're not creating anything. Like yeah. no one's buying our products. No one's buying anything. Yeah. So they were just like, fuck this European thing. They're the reason our shit's fucked up. Yeah. Like we need, so that's when baseball got embraced and stuff. So that was the original killer of soccer in, in the States, in the States was you know, the great depression. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's funny, yeah. You're you're going down an economic path there, Keith. I was impressed. You were talking about the depression, and then the big thing about the everyone thinks the depression started because of the stock market exchange, uh, you know, stock market crash. That that's actually an overrated fallacy. Frankly, by April of 1930, the stock market almost got back to 90 percent of its original value. So it almost went all the way back. And what happened though? There was a bunch of decisions that were made. The Taft Hartley Act was a big act that basically put a 50 percent tariff on like almost all goods coming into the country. So it just totally killed trade, and I got to think there had to be a relationship to that. You know, like damn, you know, it was like we're gonna have our. It's kind of like what Trump is trying to do in a weird sense. Like we gotta have our boundaries. It's completely old school. It's literally from the 1930s. It is a completely arcane way and a way to structure things that is just old. It's just well, that's done, what's fucked about you know? that whole way of thinking is they. We need the boundaries up. No, no. Well, they there look has to at, be an exchange I think of goods they look and at, services. I think know? they look at those times and they think of like, that's when manufacturing was doing this. But it was like, yeah, but that stuff was also being invented. 
Yeah. Like you're, I don't think people are embracing tech enough. It's well, the whole thing about building stuff. It's like it shouldn't know, just be in Silicon Valley. Like every factory in the country should be building some sort of microchip. Yeah. Or processor. Well, I feel like basically every municipal, every big city in the country has a tech corridor. You know, I'm sure Chicago does. It's not the same size as this. I mean, obviously, Silicon Valley is a unique thing. I mean, on the planet, it is the cutting edge of the planet. You know, Japan doesn't have something like Silicon Valley. China doesn't. You know, it's it's truly cutting edge. You know, which is interesting. But uh, but yeah, you know, th- th- there's this whole like, yeah, we're gonna bring back manufacturing. I, I mean. They always talk about that being this sort of, you know, like what, you have to have manufacturing. People don't like a lot of those jobs. You know, oh, you want to build things. I get that. But, you, you know, the fact is most countries don't build things. They just don't. China does, you know. Germany still has an industrial base. But basically this country's industrial base is about the same percentage as every other country on earth, including Japan. You know, including, uh, you know, France or England. Yeah. It's about 20% of the economy. And it's like, okay, it's great to think that way and try to create those jobs. But, you know, when, when you get into a trade war, people don't buy your goods then as well. They, they're too expensive. Right. It's, it's a tax. The thing this is you actually, hate the most, you know. It's this like, is actually a nice thread to be on while we're talking about the birth of the Premier League. So yeah. the Football League is chugging along from the 1800s, late 1800s, all the way through the 1900s. Yeah. And... Around in the late 80s, everybody starts getting kind of restless because everybody kind of figures out that if you're not a part of if you're not in, in at the top of the first division, you're not making as much money. No, not like the very few games that are on TV, like they said back then, watching soccer on TV was like very rare. Oh, and, yeah, and it, it, was it wasn't ran- on. It wasn't on. In the states at all, it was yeah, on the no, at all. in England, but even in Europe, even in England. England, wow, in England, wow. And then, uh, and then because all four divisions were under one league, the football league was the only team that they had the most control, yeah, of everything. So then the top teams like Arsenal and Tottenham, yeah, uh, basically all the teams that broke away, they were like, well, we're making all the money, like we're making every cent. Yeah, for this whole league. So yeah. why can't we negotiate the TV rights? So they decided to break away and create their own league, huh. and still be a fee- and still be a part of the pyramid. But now we're our own league, huh. and we get to negotiate our own. And TV what team rights. was that again? What team was that again? Those were the original five that oh, broke away: oh. were Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham. Uh, the big names. Yeah. Yep. Fucking yeah, the big boys. Exactly, exactly. Everton, I think Everton was one of those Interesting, teams. interesting. And they basically got a television contract to put their games on? Yes. You know, yeah, 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 because you couldn't really, there must have been deregulation going on in the uh, in the television market at that time. Who knows? You no, know, deregulation was a huge thing in the 80s, obviously. So yeah. They probably, well, especially they in England, it, like you have the, like, with when Thatcher. Was, yeah, I was going to say, when was Thatcher Thatcher around? was 79 to, to 90, 79 to 91. Her and Reagan very much their their paths very much mirrored each other. Really, very much so. There was I mean that that was when it was a real like there was a real that that was the beginning of the current economic model that is dominant in, in the country. Free you know? markets and shit well, like that. Well, uh, just lowering the taxes dramatically on the rich, lowering getting regulation lowered dramatically. Some of it wasn't a bad idea. I don't disagree with all of it, but some of it was not good. 
uh, some things that was good. Like you used to not be able to get a loan across state lines. You couldn't go to like, oh, I'm, I want to get a go to Columbus, Ohio, and get a loan. Like it was just like like it, it was a throwback to depression or regulation that simply wasn't necessary. Anymore, also, one of know? the things that killed the groove for English soccer was uh, the Heisel disaster, which was a like stampede that happened. Oh yeah, a bunch of people died in, in that the, one in European soccer, and then the fucking uh, the Hillsboro disaster, which was a crush. Oh, like that literally, happened people in the got... FA Cup. People got smashed up against the fence because they overloaded a lower part of the bowl. Oh, the standing room only portion. Yeah, Ugh. and that's why you have to have all seaters now, which people want to do away with because they have this <coughs> thing called safe standing now, which is like there's little guardrails up that they're like little barriers to where you can't like crush people. Okay, okay. Um, so they want to do there. There's talks of. Doing away with the all seater, yeah, it, it's it's kind of sterile. <coughs> that that was the media coverage you used to get used to get on soccer in the late eighties, early nineties. When a disaster States. happened, yeah, and it was like, oh, eighteen people got killed, like, and this whole perception was like these like skinhead thugs were coming through and like were hooligans and were like kicking people in the face and stuff. Like, well, that that's was going how they build. They the... showed they show some fights. They were like authentically tough fights. Let me tell you in England, they like to fight, man. They like to throw punches. Well, you know? that was the Go big ahead. part of the Hillsborough disaster is they blamed Liverpool fans and they made it seem like Liverpool fans are excessive. They were the ones who caused the crush. Yeah. But there's video of the surrounding area. There's a big documentary about it. It's a 30 for 30. Yeah. Two things were at play. Number one, there was a new chief of police who wasn't prepared for a soccer match, let yeah. alone an FA Cup match. He uh. didn't even know the names of the teams that were playing. Uh. So he was ill prepared for it. I think he he was understaffed. He didn't bring enough like police force to watch the game. Uh, that's not um, good. Also, people at the stadium left a gate open, and players that were uh, team uh, fans that were trying to go through a turnstile the right way just saw this gate opened. So the stadium was over capacity because people were able to sneak in because there weren't people watching the fucking gate. Oh god! But they ended up. They, but the did they skimp on security well, too? Well, the police tried to cover it up and like not. I don't think they caused the campaign that blamed Liverpool fans, yeah. but they definitely didn't try and stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think I saw that too, and it was like I think it was in '89 when that happened, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that, that so was kind of a famous one. All English teams died. got yeah. banned from European competitions. Wow. So in the in the late '80s, how long? it got stagnant for like until I think it was just until they let them until wow. we let you. Wow. And so English teams had no incentive outside winning the league because the whole point of placing in the top four is you get to play in the Champions League, you get to play in the Europa in, League. In, in, in the, yeah, in the Euro. Yeah, so Euro they just had FA Cup and League Cup. So they were just like, well, no one, we can't make any money. We can't. That's when uh, Serie A, the Italian League, sped up past the English First Division because they yeah. were winning all the Champions Leagues, or which was the European Cup at that point. Okay. Uh, so the, cha- the Premier League was the start of everything. Like, yeah, as far as soccer we know today. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly the modern version of yeah, kind of it's most. But I will say when you look at it, like these guys, you look at them. These dudes are athletes, man. You can see, man. It's like I think it's always a oh, they they aren't as good at athletes as you know basketball players. So Barcelona players. and Real Madrid are they're up great top athletes. of La Liga right now. They're tied thirty four points each. Uh, Real Madrid is teetering on kind of their version of collapse. Where they're not dominating in the league and they're they're like iffy on Champions League, so they're trying to fire their coach now. Huh. Few the interesting like soccer talk. There is 
Uh, Tottenham just fired their manager, Mauricio Pochettino, who was like basically this Joe Madden type guy who like built up their youth system and they like took them from mid table to like perennial top yeah. four. Yep. Um, and they just fired him because they lost like 10 of 18 games or something like that. Oh, like they okay, went on okay. like a terrible run of form. Yeah. Now he is Spanish and he, I think he could take over for Real Madrid. Hmm. Um, and he's a coach of who again right now? Tottenham? He's not. He's Tottenham? not coach of anyone right now. Oh, Tottenham oh, fired oh, oh, him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what else? Let's go to the Bundesliga. Let's talk Bundesliga, Bundesliga. for Croatia. Exactly. I want to see who's where because Dortmund's on a lot. This uh, there, I think it's uh, you don't get BN Sports, do you? You get Fox Sports. Fox. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get the Fox coverage of it of the Bundesliga. When you go to Europe, it's interesting. You watch sports over there. It's, it, it's just, I mean, they so wa- Borussia Mönchengladbach is thirty-one points. They're in first place right now. Huh. RB Leipzig is in second, and yep. they're famous for being one of the most hated teams in Germany because they're trying to cheat the fifty plus fifty plus one rule, which I've told you about, which says that more than half of your team has to be owned by fan supporters. Uh, okay. But what RB Leipzig does, who's they're owned by Red Bull, the company. Yep. They have members of their board become official supporters. So, oh, okay. The supporters actually work for Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how the and, and then Red Bull injects billions into the club and just basically buys. Like they were wow. in the third tier, they were in the third division like eight years ago. And they just bought their way up to the And now they're in second place, yeah, which I yeah. think is good for that league because you need parity. Yeah, it's been Bayern Munich for so fucking long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there is the, the, the they've won like Euro championships and stuff. You know, I mean, oh, they, they, yeah. they, they've been like a force. They're you a know? force. And then you have Dortmund in third. Okay, on, uh, at twenty six points. Okay, Schalke at uh, yes twenty five, which play. is which is in Dortmund as well. They're a derby. Yep. Then you have Freiburg at 25 <laughs> These points. These Germanic names. Bayer Leverkusen, who's at 25 points. And then you have Munich, Bayern Munich at That's 24 crazy. points, which is, it's hysteria out there. It's utter panic. I can't, this is the lowest I've ever seen Munich in my whole fucking life. That's crazy. Life. Then you have yeah. Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg, Union Berlin. I watch uh, Wolfsburg and Union Berlin play too. <laughs> Maybe I watch like 15 minutes. Mainz, I don't watch a game start to finish. Werder Bremen. Bremen, Bremen, Bremen. Bremen was a big... And then Paderborn. Oh, you know, they're actually... They're, they're up from the second league. Yeah, they actually With were, Union Berlin. They, and... Uh, I've seen them play a lot. And I think Cologne. They're young, but they, they're fast. You can see it, you know? Eintracht Frankfurt have been a team that have been teetering on the verge of relegation for the last couple of years. Ugh, yeah. Again, is it the same there, too? Is it the bottom three teams going to the, like the league it's below? It's the bottom and, two, but the... It's actually, wait, let me see. Because I know they do a playoff. Yeah. Of like the team, it's the top two teams and the bottom two teams definitely automatically get relegated. And then the two third teams play each other in a relegation playoff to either, if the team about to get relegated wins, they stay in the league. Oh, okay. But if the team... You're playing for their life, basically. Both teams are playing to either get relegated or to get promoted. And then you probably make less money in that league, and you don't want that to happen. Oh, yeah, Yeah. but what the Premier League does is they give you parachute payments. So for three seasons, the Premier League basically gives you money to adjust to life outside of 
the richest league in the fucking yeah. world. I will say, man, I mean, that, that, that what's his, uh, uh, I mean, th- those teams are wealthy. <laughs> I mean, Manchester United is worth several billion dollars. They're a publicly dollars. traded company. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're that big, you know? But uh, yeah. So Leicester beat the shit out of my boys Aston Villa 4-1. It was nasty. Yeah, yeah. What else? Anything exciting happen? I'm trying to look at see some upsets here. Sassuolo. I love looking at the Italian names too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Torino versus Fiorentina. <laughs> uh, are you doing Robert Loja in uh, in Scarface? Or die, uh, AC Milan beat Bologna. I'm a political person from Cuba. <laughs> I want my human right. Real Betis beating Athletic Bilbao is kind of a little bit of a upset. Uh, Sevilla drew with Osasuna. That's that's an upset. Sevilla should be putting teams like that away. Yeah. Uh, Union Berlin beat Cologne. Paderborn beat Werder Bremen. That's a big for the Bundesliga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then the French League, Reims beat Saint-Étienne. <laughs> Marseille beat Bordeaux. Bordeaux. I've been the, to Bordeaux. Have you? Yeah. How was that? Uh, I went through on a train. It was actually it was in the middle of summer. It was beautiful. Man, the countryside of France is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, man. See, today there were second-tier English leagues. Uh, West Brom beat Swansea City 5-1. to one. Let's see, Scottish League Cup. Who gives Scottish a League. I, I swear you gave up a goal. Just <laughs> <laughs> piss off Scotsman. I swear, am I losing my accent? Tell no, me out there. If you're good. listening, Todd Massey, our one fan. If you're actually listening, do I sound Scottish? I tell you, I, I don't know anymore. I can't get no more power, Captain. <laughs> I just went into Scotty from uh, from Star Trek a little bit there. I got a Scotty. wild hair at my ass. I say, oh, yeah, this is... I remember this being a rough scene, man. You had the Dutch division, the Erie division. You're familiar with that country. Yeah, absolutely. Feyenoord, Rotterdam. It's a Rotterdam team. I tell you what, man. The the Dutch the Dutch are cool, man. They 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 got a sense of humor. They're a, you know they're not like Germans, you know. See, ESPN soccer page gets into it. Fucking, they got Portuguese, the Portuguese Liga. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah, the that's Portuguese a two league. team league. That's Porto and Sporting. Yep. Yep. Portugal had major economic problems that they kind of got over. They really liberalized their economy a lot, and they they've kind of gotten over their. Uh, a lot of their economic issues, but still a big problem. Yeah, Spain. I think the unemployment rate in Spain is still twenty percent. <laughs> That's very high. That's very high. You know, Marcus Rashford, this young player for Manchester United, has currently has more goals at his age than Ronaldo did. Wow. Soccer players love, or soccer analysts love, throwing stats like that around. Of like, they have more touches on his right foot than Messi did at this point in wow. his career. Wow. They they even do it in American sports of like, yeah. the only other player to have more hits at this age. Yes. And that, it was Stan that, Musial. Yeah, you know, than like, a player that was born in September was fucking Honus Wagner. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some old... Frank Thomas, when he first came in the league... Was putting there up was Ruthian a, numbers. Yeah, and like Ted Williams type numbers. You know what I mean? Like walking a ton. He was great, man. He was a very good baseball player, man. Very... Excellent eye, excellent hitter, man. Very good hitter. He played center field in a in a little league, and I guess he was able to throw people out from center field at first base when they'd hit like singles to you know out in the outfield to center field. He'd throw them out at first when he was like in a little league and like. See, this is something stuff. I'd like to go to England for. They had the Manchester Derby. Manchester City played United, and United beat them, which was a big upset. 
That's why City is so far behind Liverpool right now. Hmm. Because they fucking lost to Manchester United Man like fucking you. bitches. You know? Even Villa didn't lose to Manchester City. Yeah. This is people leaving. The, he's clearing a restaurant out. His behavior We're back is so on bad. Scarface here. That's see, so. You so that's know. soccer talk. That's it. That's, <laughs> we, we did it. it. Took about twenty minutes. It's hard. It's, it's harmless. Good. You learn exactly. I learn. We all learn together. <laughs> he's the bad guy. This is when he's when he's truly. It's all falling apart in his life, and he, and he's you know he's made tons of money, but he's a complete low class scumbag. This is, Miami was like this. There were drug lords who were literally worth like a couple hundred million dollars in 1982. You know? Do you know how much? That's a lot of money now. Back then, that is a shit ton of money. And they were just, you know, literally were like, oh, I'm poor. And all of a sudden, they're just, you know, worth literally millions of dollars, you know, within a couple years. The drug thing in the late 70s and early 80s in Miami was huge. There should be more of like, there's got to be some shows or books about it, you know, of just like, what that was, and just sort of you know why it happened. I there. almost feel like you're joking. You know? There is. There's. I mean, it's. I mean, there's got to be like well, Miami Vice and stuff, obviously, and blow. TV shows blow. You know, but it was like, I think literally ninety percent of the country's cocaine, <laughs> Carlitos came through, way, came through Miami. Well, no, that actually was in New York. Uh, that uh, it came through Miami. You know, but Didn't I mean, he play a Puerto Rican in Carlitos way too. Wait, wait, it's Pacino. Ba- it's basically the same. It's the same director. It's De Palma. It's the same uh, Walter Bregman, same producer. It's it's a bunch of the same actors. It's I mean, Carlitos Way just this... wanted, I bet you they just wanted to do Scarface Part Two, and they were just like, "Guys, come on, come on. <laughs> he's dead." Okay, you remember what happens? All right, we'll call him Carlito. Yeah, Car- Carlitos Way, but he's a, he plays a Puerto Rican guy in that. He doesn't play a, a Cuban guy, but his accent is like it's so like it's just like I, I I'm Al Pacino. I'm trained by the method. I went and hung out in Spanish Harlem for six months and saw the way uh you know whatever let's do it. Let's an do ice it. cream let's vendor would interact. Let's do a guide. Let's do a guide through. We'll keep Scarface on, but we'll see what else is fucking around. Sure, makes sense. <laughs> Hoosiers, we were we were discussing who yep. with Scarface on the back end of it. Exactly, this is a key fi- key key scene in Scarface too. It's key to his his uh, his losing it, his losing the empire. You know, ooh, sorry about that. You know, so we got Funny Farm. I don't think you can make a movie with that title now. That would be deemed like offensive, insensitive. Yeah, yeah. you're fucking making. You're fun. going to the Funny Farm. Yeah. Th- th- well, I'm going to go off of my political Go on, do on that. it. That's no, what this fucking just, podcast is for. You know, again, I just go back to it of just, you know, people being too sensitive. It's not activism, that, guys. It, it, it's, yeah, calling people out is not activism. Getting involved in doing something is activism. Physically making yourself present somewhere and putting your labor into something. Which I don't do. You I know? get the text. They asked me if I could be there for Bernie and for Elizabeth Warren. And I'm just well, like, look, I'm voting for you. You got me. Yeah, I mean... I'll vote for she's not going to win and neither is Bernie. You know, they aren't going to win. Neither is Biden, dude. If if people who are like, if people are like. Do you want Tulsi Gabbard? Are you part of the Yang gang? No, I I actually think if Biden can stand up, I think he actually has the best chance of winning. Because listen, if you. He wants to make weed illegal again. If you go to the six different states that that are, uh, that are, uh, that are the borderline sort of, you know, states, Warren gets beat by Trump in every single one of them. They will label her a Marxist communist pedophile coming after your firstborn they're going to make her selling she's the most evil human being is she smart 
Yes. Do I agree Pedophile? with her? I have yes. a plan for that. You know, I mean, they're they're gonna and they'll go after this fucking Jew. I tell you what, if Bernie this is Jew the candidate, broad. if 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 Bernie's the candidate, the Mossad better send over people with uh, uh, uh you know agents with Uzis in every single synagogue in this country because that shit's flared up over the past three years. And if Bernie's the candidate, don't be surprised if there's synagogue shootings. And I, and I'm not, I don't want that to happen. I want none of this to happen. That's just what I see. I don't think it's a great prediction. It just bothers me. That's like it's this slow motion catastrophe disaster that we're witnessing just unfold in front of us. Well, all I because think... of Funny Farm. All because the word Funny Farm crept into my mind. Yeah. But I was gonna make the point too about you know it, there used to be state you know uh, many more state mental health facilities until the early eighties when they say deregulation. That's one of the things they they, they cut a bunch of money to. To, to that point of the infrastructure, which is the reason why there was a homeless population. There was not a homeless population nearly like this in the late 70s. Even when the economy was bad, it didn't exist as much. What was there the, were bums. Or they would call them bums, but there were fewer, there was fewer people. When, when they quit giving state funding to mental institutions, boy, it literally doubled the, the homeless population. And that's part of the infrastructure. You're always going to have people who just can't quite function. You was know? there like a city, though, that was associated with homelessness like... L.A. is now. Uh, you know, it's funny. You met, God, that's a good question. Man. Uh, East Coast cities, I think, had, had a, a bit of a, a bit of that. I remember D.C. did. I, remember, I, wanted to D- I lived in D.C. until 1982 when I was 13 years old. So I was there when Reagan first got elected in his first year and a half being president. And you noticed it in the city. The city... DC in the eighties had real problems. The drug, the drugs, oh, just complete. The, and PCP is very big there, which is I mean, and there was. I think I heard someone telling a Chappelle story about PCP, where he's like, "I didn't do it." Yeah, where, they were putting it on weed, weren't they? Oh, absolutely. They, they call them sticks in Chicago, where they dip it basically, and you get stuck. You smoke it, and you literally get stuck. It's like that scene in Colors when Malachi is up against the wall, and, and, and then the the house. I love gets, how you. I love how he's just Malachi. He's Malachi from from Children of the Corn. Hey, that's the, you. The red haired guy. <laughs> But the point is, is uh, he gets, uh, he, he's all on sticks. He's been smoking PCP and their house gets like drive-by shooting. There aren't the drive-by shootings here that there used to be. You don't hear about them as much. Am, am I wrong? I mean, that, that was the thing you thought about. You thought no. of L.A. in the 90s? It was drive-by shootings. That, but it's like, that's like gone by the wayside. There you know? are, they're just not as... I don't think there's as many. I'm sure there still exists. I just don't think they're glorified, or they just don't get brought up. Like I just don't think it's they've lost their luster. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Like that the media kind of went through that cycle. Not, but there's always going to be an because anytime the sex scandal, anytime there's anytime there's crossfire, that means there was some sort of drive-by shooting or anything like that. I also think, yeah. it's not necessarily drive-by. Like it's tar, it's more targeted than it used to be. Yeah. Because of the way cell phones are, just the way people interact, like yeah, instead of just driving by someone's house randomly, they're more likely to hit you up on Facebook, being like, "Yo, I know where Find you stay." Find a way you're at. at, yeah, yeah, and it's more precise in that sense. It's it's funny you mention that because I, I talked to a buddy of mine about this who's a native Los Angeles or whatever they you know call themselves from the basin, Mexican guy, good guy, work with him. He's 33 years old, so he's been around for a little while now. His entire experience has been here. He says with the drive-by thing, he thinks that because of like the internet and because of video games and stuff, like people have a, and they also have a different way of like defining themselves, their identity. They don't just define themselves like this is my street corner as much. It still happens, but it's like back then it was like this is my six blocks. This is where I I I am I own this. Now, now you can, now like you can get online. Town. You can get online and have your uh, online community that likes fucking whatever. What you know. 
Bundesliga soccer in, in Australia or something. You know what I mean? Like you can just you have a different way of like getting sort of certain needs met, which I thought was kind of an interesting theory. You know, I was open to that. That it wasn't you aren't you aren't quite as defined by like this is where I live right now. You know, let's start a soccer. If that, if that makes sense. Let's start know? a soccer antifa. By the way, th- this is what this is what Philly looked like in the late seventies. I mean, it was literally like trash. The seventies there was always garbage strikes going on, so there was trash. And if you watch a sporting event from that era, like the Yankees winning the World Series in '77, there's just like rappers, flow, you know, not rapper. What about rappers. when the Phillies made it in the '80s? Had it rebounded by that point? When '83, '83, a little bit, yes. It, it there was a noticeable difference in sports in the '80s. People didn't run on the uh, they do it in college now, but on the professional level, they used to run onto the field a lot. They don't do that now like they used to, you know. And so, I mean, players have to run off the they have to run full speed and run over people because they would get mobbed in New York, you know. Like that sort of thing doesn't happen now with professional sports in the, in the states. It does on the collegiate level for both basketball and football. They'll storm the field. They don't do it now. They used to do that in Philly. You know, I got to plug my computer and hang on a second. You know, yeah, 83, 80, they won it. 83, they lost. So, uh, but yeah, there was a noticeable change in, in the country at that point. It truly was. It, it was a, uh, it was palpable, you know? And, and there was a real sense of like, yeah, man, America's right at its way, at least with some people. Meanwhile, there was also just horrible poli- a trade, or not trade, horrible like foreign policy with, the, with, with uh, Central America. Just supporting so many right-wing dictators who just murdered people by the bushel load, by the tens of thousands. You know, those wars down there were rough. Those were rough times. A lot of the there's a lot more of a Central American population here. A lot of people from El Salvador and stuff. El Salvador is pretty. Uh, it's pretty messed up, man. There's cel- I work with re- a lot of Salvadorians. Interesting. They get mad when I call them Mexican. They'll be like, oh, I'm yeah. not Mexican. And I go, it's the same shit. I'm friends, though. I'm not, like, offending them. Yeah, exactly. No, no I hear you. No, it's because yeah, the guy I work with, he's a Mexican guy. I said, listen, i got to tell you something, man. Uh, Sally's and Mexicans, they got beef. Sally's? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> it's, yeah, which I'm sure isn't, you know, it's like they got beef. You know what I mean? There's just always beef there. Which, you know, I mean, I'm glad to hear it. They got beef. I, I, need, I need to hear that stuff they got to become beef, aware, you know. And then they cut it up and they put it in a taco. <laughs> and they make it. Okay, they got beef. <laughs> They're good with meat. They're going to grill it out. It's going to be good, you know. <laughs> it's going to be It's going to be tasty, okay, you know. <laughs> they got beef, you know. Yeah, so this is... Uh, this is the uh, Philadelphia Eagle movie that Mark Wahlberg. Hey, you can play a good East Coast tough. He plays a good New Yorker. He's from Boston. Well, he this is a, a real guy. guy. I, absolutely. I I actually liked the Eagles at this time when I was a kid because I had to watch Redskin games all the time in D.C. and you didn't have cable access or you couldn't get a package. You know, you, you had to watch what was on network TV. It was it was awful. I got to see the Vikings play. Like if they played on Monday night, it was a huge deal because I never got to see them play during the regular season. So, but I remember I used to get like East Coast games a lot, and I didn't like the Redskins, but I liked the Eagles because I, I liked uh, Dick. I like the uniforms. Yeah, the uniform was kind of cool looking when I was a kid, and also I liked Harold Carmichael was a wide receiver for them, and and I liked Dick Vermeil. They made the playoffs. They made the playoffs in '78, made him '79, I believe, <clears throat> and I think they made him in '82. Yeah, they, well, yeah, in '80 went they went to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> they beat the Vikings in the playoffs that year. The Vikings are 0-4 in their all-time Dude, career. this was back when they were making, they were using stickum. They were on oh, steroids. Yeah, yeah. They Hardcore, were yeah. Putting Pills icy and- hot on each other's balls and shit. <laughs> yeah, this was an era. And like, 
you literally, in order to like be injured, you'd have a bone coming out of your skin or something in order to get off the field. Like it was a complete like expectation of like you were going to sacrifice your body and don't complain about it one bit. I mean, the union was big back then because they they were literally getting ground into the, into the turf. I wonder you know? if because it ended your career, basically, how many people had torn knee ligaments and just didn't say anything. Oh, oh, absolutely. I, I think it probably still happens. I think it still happens. I think I happened with Bridgewater. Like when he blew his knee, I think he actually, I, I talked to my uncle who's a, who's a doctor. I said, wow, it was a catastrophic knee injury. I guess it's his first one. And he's like, it wasn't his first knee injury. He said he had a series of probably two or three other smaller knee injuries. And that was the one that, so it weakened his knee. And, and when that one happened, it just, everything blew up. Well, his you knee know? fell apart. It literally, it, he was following, th- it's amazing. He, he plays now. He was following through his right hand, and he, he distributed his weight from his right leg and to his fell. left, and his left leg just went. It Off literally, it, it literally went like out at a tangent from his knee down. All three tendons, nerve damage, and broke his kneecap. Five catastrophic things happened on that knee injury, and they were saying like if they hadn't got his, an air cast on him, uh, he would have had to have his leg amputated within like, like if it, if it had been fifteen minutes later for the air cast, <clears throat> he would have had to have his leg amputated. Like what is this? This is like a, a horse or something. I mean, this is a, so, I mean, and this is modern day, you know. So yeah, back then you also hurt your knee back then as pre-orthoscopic knee surgery. They just opened up your knee. You got a big six or eight inch well, scar, and that was it. You didn't play for eighteen ended months. Brian Piccolo's career mm-hmm. was like a torn ACL, right? I, I don't even think it was the cancer. I think it was a, it was probably a yeah. knee injury. I don't know who knows. I don't he know was the, done before that. You know, the, the movie makes it seem like he got taken off the field to do chemo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, that, that was a huge movie, man. Brian's song. I had it on VHS. You did? Oh, 100%. Did you, did you cry during it? No. Because I knew what happened. Yeah, I know. It, it was... I mean, everybody did, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like people really just kind of love that movie. The sports movie. Because you know, they like love that. Brian Piccolo. Because Billy D wanted them to. <laughs> Billy D has, has been given a lot of credit, I guess, because he speaks in uh, gender-neutral pronouns Here's, now. Check this out. You want to know the funny part? And this is hilarious. Turns out he didn't know what gender fluid meant. He just meant that it didn't. He he meant to say that it doesn't matter if you are gender fluid and that he considers and that he's just like, yeah, I think that he basically meant to say that he embraces his feminine side. Yeah. Because yeah. they asked him, they basically told him what gender fluid actually is, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't even know what that is." <laughs> so it was a. Ba- of course he doesn't, because no one really so does. It's it was all, a. Know? It was a total like. It was a classic, not offensive, okay, boomer moment. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is good. Like, oh, that's adorable. You didn't know. Like, you thought you were. You like. We know what you were saying, but you said it wrong, and people like thought you were saying one thing. <laughs> Because language is so confusing now. There's so much of it, man. I mean, my God, it's just it, it's it, it's it's interesting how this man. I guess you know words are always evolving. Language is I evolving. I got to go you to know? class to learn how to not be offensive. <laughs> I learned English, but I say beach too much. <laughs> is this John Matusak and Vince Pop? Yeah. Hit my wife. I can't hit her. <laughs> God, I, I had a buddy who worked at a restaurant in Chicago with this dude who was like, was like the uh, the dishwasher, which like, you know, it's, for, it's literally you're in the country for six months from Mexico, and he said the guy would talk about last night, you know, I during sex I hit my wife, 
several times. The next day, she no move at all. Like that's what he was saying. Like he would like the next day. He's like, listen, well, you know what? You hit. He's like, you know, from behind, I'm hitting her. I'm hit, like it's just like, oh my god, it was so harsh to actually like. I mean, I don't know. I I have never hit a woman. Uh, just oh, neither have I. Never hit a woman in my life. I would never hit a woman. It's. Just, I would feel so bad. Oh, that's always my thing girl. of like thinking about even. I always think about strangers because I would. I would. I don't think I'd be able to like in the same room think about hitting my girlfriend. So like I always will look at us like if I see a girl walking down the street and I'm just like I could just walk up to her and pummel her right now. Yeah. But I'm always just like I feel so bad, dude. Can, can you imagine? I mean, and people like having that in the equation of like their experience. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they're physically smaller than we are, so I can physically dominate you. Like, oh man, you know, it's like. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's different waters. You know, the same issues, the same issues. I swear to God, Keith, were talked about when I was different in waters. A film you by know? John Waters, <laughs> like a bridge over different waters. Hey, it's a John Waters movie. <laughs> One of us is eating a turd, <laughs> like a bridge over John Waters. I saw John Waters speak this summer. It, it, it was hilarious. He seems like he's cool. Oh, dude, he's it, 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 what it was. It was at a concert for the the Jesus and Mary chain, and it, it, he he does a concert every year in the uh, in the Bay Area where it's his garage rock bands that he likes, which are like kind of weird, like trash rock, like sort of a rockabilly, he punkabilly. He has to have weird black market like DVD millions <clears throat> to just be like, yeah, hey, my favorite garage bands. Like, who the oh, fuck yeah. can afford to have favorite garage bands? And, and they come in, and it's and it, you know, there's like two or three thousand people at this show, and he comes out and speaks between each band and introduces them. And I have to admit, he, I, I exploded with laughter because he's like, now I know I'm not, I'm going to get in trouble for this because he's a big old queen. He's like, but you know, why is gay music so bad? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Which I, I totally lost it when he said that. It was so fucking funny to me, you know, because he's hilarious, man. He's got good lines, you know. He's a good smart Vince Papali's proven himself <clears throat> in practice. Exactly, right man. Now. Like I gotta sometimes get into a fight. You know, it's just like I think back then that crap was encouraged. I, dude, that know? gets you. I was gonna say this would get him suspended without pay for so long. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Papali's but, a fucking firecracker. But but he's but he's you know he's got some fight in him though. He's man. a team you know cancer. I mean? Like he's but he's he's not like a. They kind of like it though. You respect it a little bit, man. He's fighting back. <laughs> earning their respect he played three years as a special teams guy here they are in south philly Vincent, everyone Vin- everyone in this picture die in the wool racist every single one every this is like bridgeport of, of philadelphia vincent papali ends up being just like the thing he's actually fighting against a cancer <laughs> how is that because i feel like he would be like his mom dying it's my mother's dying wish that i play my for football. the fucking eagles he played three years as a special teams guy, which back then, you know how much money you made probably as a special teams guy? I'd say... $400. Oh, no, no, no. You probably made like 80 grand, 80 grand a year probably. Which, which back then was like, holy Christ. That was decent money. I mean, that was decent. That is upper middle class uh, money back then. Has inflation touched that at all? Like, what's that now? Well, well now it's... Like um, $150,000? No, no. I mean, the... The, the league minimum is like 200000 No, no. League, like. league minimum is four... I think it's four eighty. dollars So Vince Papali would be making $480,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the president. Yeah, I, I think it probably... It, 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 probably inflation-wise, probably, yeah, no, I'd say 80000 probably was like three hundred. Would three hundred be like now? If that makes sense? Oh, Vincenzo so it's, it's a little Papali. higher, but, but the, again, they're underpaid. 
Elizabeth Vinnie, Banks is a old pretty Pop, woman. She's so she's very gorgeous. She's a pretty woman. You know, the camera treats her well. You know, she does. She, I mean, she probably has a hand in treating herself well too. You know, she. Uh, the, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the camera reacts well to her. You know, like it sort of, you know, it works. You know, some people, the camera likes certain faces. Seems like something a weird European director would say. Like you, you arouse the camera. Well, well, that's what uh, Clint Eastwood said about uh, uh, what's her face. You make my camera hard. About Angelina Jolie. It's like the the camera just loves her. You it's know, just like, her. It's just his dick with sunglasses on behind the, the camera. The, the camera. You make the camera stiff. Look how big you make it. <laughs> It's so big. Look at that camera. See, we're, so we're watching Vince. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's talking about. I don't know what he's he cutting people. Yep, starting to cut people. Sorry, colored dude. Coach. Oh, is it lights out? <laughs> this is what they have to do. You got to go to sleep now. Lights this was out. back. This was back when the training camp. They'd have like two a days. It would last like six weeks to eight weeks. This it's was back so, when the NFL draft was nineteen rounds. And it was also you had to have a job in the off season. You know, yeah, you, my, like, Brian Piccolo worked with my grandpa in a fucking machine shop. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I'm also a professional football player. He said he walked like he had ball bearings in his shoes. God, because his knees were horrible. We're so even at like twenty five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ugh. Yeah, you're not going to age well. But then, know? I mean, he was able to, you know, take a little weight off his feet because of the cancer. So. <laughs> the cancer diet worked out well yeah, for him. Yeah, they wheeled him around, and then he died. Now he's floating. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, what was sad about it, if you ever see his, sto- his football life, is that he fought it every step of the way. Like, it was not like a accepting sort of like death. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, he wanted to play football. Yeah, he, <laughs> I need to make $175,000 a year. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Again, I said this before. Don Maynard, who was one of the best wide receivers in the AFL, so they said in Super Bowl three, the Jets won. The, each player won fifteen thousand dollars for winning that game. His salary was twelve thousand five hundred dollars a year, which is the equivalent of making about eighty five thousand dollars a year now. I make more money than that. You know what I mean? Like that's how much money he made. So then, winning the Super Bowl, you wanted to win it because you were going to get a shit ton of money. He more than doubled his salary. You know, and this was one of the best players in the league. I'm sure guys like other guys made like three grand a year, which when like three grand a year was the equivalent of making like, you know, whatever thirty grand a year now. Like you were not making a lot of money. You know, so all that changed in the '70s. You know, there were certain regulatory changes that happened. There were legal decisions that were made. Well, you basically weren't the you weren't just the you weren't owned by the team. Free agency became huge, and that was a big thing. That and then the USFL opening up was very good for football salaries because the NFL had to open up their checkbook and, and pay more because the USFL was throwing the money around. They, they knew what they were doing, you know. Do you and think then they Trump ruined the league, which he did. Do you think he they would have eventually merged with the NFL? Well, I, I think it, well, like th- and two or three teams would have gotten absorbed. Well, that was the big thing. Trump kept pushing it. He wanted to directly compete with the NFL. The, the smart thing they did is they played in the spring and into the early summer, which is a smart. They, they played off season, which was smart. People have an appetite for football. That's what the XFL is going to do. Well, th- that's the smart thing to do. You, you can't take it out at the same Their time. Their season's going to start the week after the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so I think that, I mean, literally, they used to like practice literally in the neighborhood and stuff, too. They, they didn't have facilities like they have now either. I mean, it's much more. Yeah, they would practice at like high schools. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they still do the Bears practice in Carb or uh, Bourbon A. Yeah, they used to at practice Alavet, in Olivet Nazarene. Yep, yep. No, but 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 my point in saying all this is just uh, 
it, that Epstein it, didn't kill agent, himself. <laughs> that free agency obviously affected it. And then the USFL guys, guys, literally their salaries went up dramatically in a couple years because there was competition. Yeah, Trump wanted to take on the NFL too soon. I think he also did that because he knew he wanted to liquidate the asset and sort of make money on that side of things too. But anyway, he. Uh, he uh, so he pushed that too. Or there was a different owner who was like, "No, I I I was an owner in the World Football League." Here's Sounds what we like have to we're do. we're sending signals to like a sniper. You know? <laughs> Liquidate the asset. <laughs> but you know they they um. But my point is that 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 owner got cancer, so he couldn't take Trump on, and the and and it was a stupid decision. They tried winning in court. They actually won for antitrust, but their settlement was three dollars. When they didn't win in court, it was. Because they the USFL sued every NFL owner except Al Davis. Because Al Davis was like, "Oh, let the league come in and play. Let, let, let's see what happens." Like he he wanted to ruffle the feathers. You I know? love even on mute. I can get a sense of what those coaches were talking about. They were like, "Hey, what about that Papali kid? Hey, he fought a guy. At least he ain't no fag." I know. <laughs> yeah, you can just Papali. Tell. We like, ain't we ain't cutting you. Cause this is like you ain't populist no directing. You know, you're on the team. No homos play for the Eagles. The, 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 there's he gets a chance to show his body off. I still have a body. It's a reason why. I mean, when he was in those Calvin Klein ads in the '90s, that was a huge deal. I love how Greg Kinnear plays Dick Vermeil. <laughs> I know what a bizarre casting choice, you know. They should have had Dick Vermeil play Dick Vermeil. Yeah. He was alive. Hey guys, and he kind of looked the same. They could have just had Dick Van Dyke because he looks like Dick Van Dyke a little bit. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke looks like Dick Vermeil more. Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke was huge in the sixties. He it's amazing he's still alive because he's, so, that guy, he's a drunk. Oh, I, I think he just firewater. I think he, I think he blew his. He's, I think he's on liver number three. You know, it's just like I need to fucking see. Keep this game on, okay? Because I need the Seahawks to fucking. We're tipping an hour anyway, so I'm yeah. sure you might want to cool it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we can watch the end of this then. So we'll ease it down. Yeah, do it instead of just fucking. Whipping the headphones off like you usually do. <laughs> Croach just jizzes all over, and then he just he's like, I'm done. You know. <laughs> he's going to go take a nap. You know, that's all I have to work, man. Do you have anything to plug? Do you want to plug one of your buildings? No, man. I mean, hey, I, I am doing a showcase set at the Van Nuys Comedy Club on December 18th, a week from Wednesday. <laughs> you know, the career the career's taken off. Go to his Facebook for any sort of ticket link. I'll make sure he posts it. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I have this Eventbrite thing. I don't know how to post it on my Facebook. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I literally don't know how to do it. I literally don't. And I want to. It's. It's like. It's. This is like a totally smart thing to do. And so, but I literally don't know how to do it. So maybe you can actually help me with this. Like, how, what do I? What do I do to post that? I got this message here. What do I do to? Oh, here's a play. I. I gotta admit this. Watching Just this copy game. and paste the event the Eventbrite link and then make then go to your Facebook and like make a post about it and then you cop and then you post that Eventbrite link. Well, yeah, and I just tried to click into that. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, I just tried to do that before, and I guess didn't do it right. Yeah, we'll figure Here, it out. Here, this is simple. So I know it's a simple that. thing. We'll Here, that. we'll do that when we're done. Yeah, I tapped on it, thinking I'm gonna like. Well, how do I cut and paste it here? What? Well, we'll... Gotta hold. Yeah. Okay, and then and then. I, you scroll over to Facebook, and then yeah, Facebook. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then you. Wrote but but a that's on my page. It's on my. I want yeah. to put. It, I want to put it for everyone. No one looks at my page, do they? This is that's it. Okay. They, when that whenever they see like a Facebook post, it it goes. I need to type it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Crocious is gonna plug the show. 
This I is know, the first man. time ever for a show plugs where like he's plugging the show and making a Facebook post about it before. The fucking Rams, this would be the one day they play off their ass when I need them to fucking lose, dude. Yeah, they uh fucking pieces of shit. That was a bad game the Bears played against them. That was a terrible game. That was the last was loss a terrible the Bears game, had, right? Dude, can we talk about that? Are you did you were you impressed with Trubisky during the Cowboy game? I watched See a little bit of it. See how he can play. I, I, when I he's watched running, a little bit when he's running and throwing on the run, and they're moving the pocket. Fucking four touchdowns, one running, three throwing. Okay, do it again. Do, do it against a good team. Do it against a real good against a good team the, on the road. The Cowboys had the top ten defense. You know, the Cowboys are not a very good football team. Number one problems. offense, top ten defense. Those numbers in football can be deceiving, especially now. I, I just well, it's, then Trubisky's can be deceivingly bad. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He has this. There's this illusion of him being a good quarterback. I, I like it. No, I want him to play. There's more. no illusion of him being a good quarterback. I say he's good. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, you would. You would. He's had three great games in a row. You know. So. I, I'm looking for. Let's see them. How Wayne they, uh, Larravee, the Packers fucking radio guy, said it looks like it's clicking for Mitch Trubisky. The rest of the NFC North should be scared. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, when when he has to play good defense. They're playing the Packers. You know? uh, I actually like the fact that the Bears are in it because they have to actually show up in that game and they can actually give the Pack a game. I don't think the Pack's any great shakes. They're ten and fucking two. Or ten and three, they're ten and three, and they're just not that good of a football team. The Forty Niners and and the Chargers disassembled them. The Vikings have not been blown out in any game. They've played fourteen, or they're, they're nine and four. They played thirteen games. They have not been blown out in any game. The worst game was the game against the Bears. So do that you want to know my prediction for the rest of the year? Yeah. I think the Bears are going to go eight and eight, and I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a he's going to finish the year strong. I yeah. think so. You know the yeah. game, the numbers he just had against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think he's going to do that for the rest of the year. Well, I think I'll be curious to see because the Packers don't have a very good defense, even when it's on the road. And it's a defense the Chiefs. Can, you know, Chiefs don't have a very good defense. Here's either. what I told my buddy John, who's a who's a Queens fan, yeah. a Vikings fan. Yeah, I said I go whether it's for the Vikings or the Bears or together separately. I go that game's going to have playoff implications. Yeah. It probably will actually for whether it'll for either wild card spot. Yeah, that that game will be for the playoffs in yep. some way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, I think it probably. You and know, we need to watch together because we're football boyfriends. What, well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> well I'm going to be in Chicago. So am I. Yeah, no, I, I'm probably going to go to Galway to watch that game. I'll that, go with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I anticipate that being a bit of a. I kind of want it to mean Look at something. That water fountain. It's uh, just a fucking pole attached the, the, to those, a hose. The, the, those were the uh, water fountains I remember when I was a kid. You take a pole, you drill a hole <laughs> in it, and you just pipe water through it. Exactly. That, that's what I remember as a kid. That's when I first liked like drinking out of like a like a spring water, and I was drinking out of those like water fountains. It was like good to me. I liked it. You know. Here we go. He's going up against the guy he got into a fight with, man, right? Isn't that what it is? He's got to try to beat this guy, you know? It's a one-on-one. These were always tough. Those were always tough drills, man, in, a, in, a, in, in football. I, I didn't like – I mean, football was a bit too demanding physically for me. I didn't like getting yelled at that much too, you know? You know, but uh, – I played for a couple of years. Yeah. Speaking, of, are, are you done? Are we winding down? No, no, man. You know, I'm just, just I'm watching a little bit of Invincible right now. He, he's making I love an impression. How he brings his two asshole friends to fucking cheer him on. Well, because well, they they're in the neighborhood. Be, they wouldn't be let anywhere near the practice facility. Well, they'd be now. charged fifteen can bucks. Friend, a... Can my friend Daryl come? No. No. <laughs> 
the Rams are making some plays here. You know what? I, I have to admit, watching them play a night game here, it looks. It reminds me of when I was it's a kid. It's a nice looking stadium. The, 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 the lighting of it reminds me of when I because it's kind of not. It's a little bit dark. You can see their shadows. It reminds me when I was a kid watching Ram games, Ram home games, like in the late seventies, and they had Jack Youngblood and Pat Hayden and Wendell Tyler was, and oh, John Capelletti. I almost texted you when yeah. it came on. It said they were doing the TV, and it said. We're joined by Rams legends Eric Dickerson and Vince Ferragamo. Vince Ferragamo, absolutely. Yeah. Is I was like, he's a Rams legend. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he went to the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Uh, uh, Super Bowl and they fourteen. Were, weren't they up like twelve nothing or something like that? Well, they were up at halftime. The Steelers, I don't think were ever. I don't think they were ever down at halftime in any of their Super Bowls. But they were down that one 13-10, and then they just took over. Like they knew what they were doing. They were a they won like twenty seven or something, right? Well, they ended up winning thirty one nineteen, and they had two long passes to John. Stallworth it's like they just knew Bradshaw had a cannon he totally had a good arm uh, yeah, the Rams are gonna so win. check this out and Bradshaw confirmed it the Bears were gonna draft Terry Bradshaw but they missed they lost the stupid coin flip that the one and two team had to do because Bradshaw said he goes George Hallis called me up and said if we would get the number one pick we're drafting you he goes but they lost the coin flip yeah uh, who did they draft instead I wonder let me see was it Bobby Douglas? <laughs> Bobby Douglas was was he started for them for like six years, and he was such a bad quarterback. He was a true running like run first quarterback. He was a big guy. I, I actually had to do work with him in Chicago once, like years and years ago, and he shook my hand. I thought he was gonna crush my hand. He was like in his late fifties then, and I was probably in my I was like thirty three, and he literally crushed my hand. I was like, oh my god, you know. He just and he stood up like really tall and talking to me like, listen, man, you know, I'm running the room <laughs> like old school. Like I'm running the room, man. You know, I don't know. I was always kind of oblivious to some of that crap, <laughs> like doing that. But he was a terrible quarterback. I wonder who they drafted instead of him because they, they the Bears like in 69. I think they were one in 13. <laughs> they had terrible football teams okay. in the late 60s or early 70s. So. The Steelers drafted Bradshaw number one overall. Number two overall was the Packers, and they got it from the Bears, and they drafted Mike McCoy, defensive tackle oh, yeah. from Notre Dame. Oh, so they traded him. They just traded him. And then let me it. see who the Bears got. I don't oh, think is that... this the Wonder Woman 84? What's that? This is Wonder Woman 84, right? This is 1970. No, 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 no. This this, this TV show. Oh, this yeah, commercial. yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so good, dude. I will say, well, she is... She's beautiful. A spectacularly beautiful woman to the point of like, oh my God. I mean, it's literally like, oh, it's 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 almost kind of breathtaking how gorgeous she is. It's Jesus. it's pretty amazing, you know. The Bears didn't they drafted with the fifty fourth overall pick. That was oh, they traded fourth, out fourth. George Farmer, wide receiver, UCLA. God. There you go. Dude, they stink, <laughs> dude. So hard. Owen Smith, Chicago comic. Lynn Owen Larson, Smith. tackle, Kansas State. I'm trying to see if the 70 draft produced anybody that was like worthy. Let's see. Owen Smith. Ross Burbacher. He was always a good guy. I always liked Owen Smith. He was a nice guy. He deserves his success. Yeah, he's in, he's in a lot of commercials. Absolutely, man. He lost to John Roy in Star Search. Did he? Yeah. You know, and then uh, it was one of the comedians. Here's the quarterback, 131st overall pick, quarterback Bob Cutbrooth from Oklahoma State. The oh, Bears drafted. Man, 
that these guys you don't even you, I don't even have any vague memory of any of these guys. They were all out by the time I, I achieved sports consciousness in nineteen seventy seven. Okay, so they're in yellow. So the uh, the hundred fifty ninth overall, the Dolphins drafted Jake Scott, a safety. Oh yeah, well he, uh, he was he was an MVP of a Super Bowl. The Bengals drafted good Lamar Parrish. Oh, I remember Lamar Parrish. He was a cornerback, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was a good player. It's a good name. It's a good 70 the athlete Cardinals name. Cardinals drafted the St. Louis Cardinals drafted Tom Banks center. Oh yeah, because they had a good offensive line. They drafted Deardorff like a year later. I think. L.A. Rams drafted Rich Saul. I don't remember linebacker. Him. I don't remember him. How about Jim Otis? Jim Otis was a running back for the for the uh, for the Cardinals from from the Ohio Saints State. Drafted him. They drafted him because he but he play, he ran for a thousand yards with the Cardinals. David Washington. I don't remember him. He got drafted by the Broncos, linebacker. 70, so he was probably part of that fucking orange crush. No, no. No, I don't think so. 77 was they had a bunch of different guys. Oh, God. See, th- th- that was old Foxborough. Look at that. That's old Foxborough Stadium. The, those those are flags. 1976 was like a weird thing of like American patriotism through the lens of just losing the Vietnam War. There was a real weird kind of, we're so American. Like so the here's flags the first everywhere. round of the 70 draft. You have numbered the top... Notable players. Uh, Mike Reed, number seven overall. Defensive tackle for the Bengals. Cedric, yeah. Cedric Hardman. Ken Burrow. Kenny Burrow was a wide receiver for the Oilers. He played. He got drafted by the Saints. Okay. Look God, how they, they were drafting of... good players, but they were shit. Oh, they were terrible. Doug Wilkerson. Uh, I don't remember him. Bruce Taylor. Uh, he was a lineman, wasn't he? Norm Buliak. Oh, Bulek. Steve Owens, Jack Hacksaw Reynolds. Oh, Jack Hacksaw Reynolds was a linebacker for the way well, he got drafted by the Rams. Yep. He played in Super Bowl 16, the first one, the, the goal line stand that the 49ers had. Hacksaw Reynolds was a linebacker. He was like a, he played for a long time. I'm sure he is not alive now, or his brain is literally a puddle, you know? Because he literally, I think, played linebacker for like 14 years, you know, like a long time. Raymond. You did not take care of your brain. I mean, everyone like got, got their brain puddled. It all just got destroyed. Anyway, puddled, that's a great term. You know, Raymond Chester. Raymond Chester was a tight end, if I'm not mistaken, for the Oakland Raiders. Yep. You know, Ron Shanklin. I don't remember that. I don't remember him. Lee Brooks. Don't remember him. These are pro bowlers. Rich Caster. Rich Caster was also a, yeah, I remember him. He was a tight end. I remember him, yeah. Jerry Shirk. Mm, don't. Defensive tackle for the Browns. Mel Blount. Mel, oh, Mel Blount was a defensive back. back. Mel Blount, I'm not lying. I think Mel Blount could play like six to eight plays so in a Steelers game now. Got, the Steelers got Bradshaw and Mel Blount in the same draft. Yeah. Yeah, it's their seventy four Hall of Famers. Their seventy four draft is the famous one where they got four Hall of Famers. You know, they got Lynn Swan, uh, uh, John Stallworth, um, uh, Mike Webster, and then they also got Frank. I don't know someone else. They had four, but that was a great draft. Did they too. get fucking uh, Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt was fucking great. Who was the Steeler that also went to Vietnam? Oh, oh, oh. Well, that was Rocky Blyer. But no, no. You know, they got what's his face, Jack Lambert. They got Jack Lambert Tim in the seventy four draft too. Was the fifty fifth overall pick. Hmm. Then you have Charlie Waters. I remember Char- well, Charlie Waters played Safety. for the uh, for the Cowboys. Cowboys. He played Jim Carter. Oh, uh, he was a linebacker for the Pack. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, because he because he actually owned a uh, a Chevy dealership in my hometown. Vic Washington. Who who, who did the who did the uh, Vikings draft that in the year? Seventy draft. Let's see. I mean, they probably drafted. I don't even know, man, because they had a lot of their players that got good already by the late '60s. They had Carl Eller. They had. Jim Marshall and they had Alan Page already on the team. 
They didn't. They, they might have John uh, Ward, offensive tackle, oh Oklahoma State. Yeah, they had, they had Ron Yeri. You know, you know here here they are in Philly. Like, hey, the the, the factories in the background. Like, hey, you know these. They drafted these, Bill Kappelman, quarterback from Florida State, oof. for the fifty first pick. The, the the Vikings did. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they they knew that they didn't they didn't have a quarterback. Uh, and that's why they they traded for Fran Tarkenton in '72 because Tarkenton played for for them from '61 to '66, then got traded. So to the they Giants. were like replacing Cap for sure. Yeah, oh well, yeah, absolutely. Because they were a good team, they just couldn't. They didn't have enough offense. They were very defensive oriented. That's the reason why they were they were no one, no one wanted to play in November and December, pre climate change accelerating at the rate that it's accelerating at right now. You did not want to play football. I always love these movies because they people like. The tour de force acting because they were pretended to be young buffoons. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, you play for the fucking Eagles. I love you. Kiss you your forehead, <laughs> you fucking pussy fag. Exactly. You did. <laughs> you know, it's all. It's you know. It's also like the bat. They. They. You know. The, the, he's at the factory that no one's at now. It's an empty parking lot because you know everyone's on strike. You know. It's like the, the, it looks like a, a Pink Floyd uh, animals hey, album cover. Hey, you remember cover. when we used to play catch when our fathers were hitting our moms? <laughs> yeah. And exactly. We used to block. We used to want to block the fucking sound out of that. <laughs> we block the sound so we play football and we kick each other in the balls and I'd suck your dick. Do you remember that? God, once again, going going sec going exy. Going exy, going one step beyond. I just like, I think it's hilarious the idea of them being excited that he's on the Eagles, but then also coming to a realization that they sucked each other off as children. <laughs> you played for the Eagles. Remember when I used to touch your balls? Yeah. The, <laughs> what? No, the whole, <laughs> just, yeah, the whole idea is, uh, I don't know, this is whole, like, every man, I don't know. It's just, that's your dream, that the regular guy. That guy looks like Quentin Tarantino. No, the guy on the left. Oh, he's a famous actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in um, House of Cards. He's actually good in House of Cards. He's a solid actor. He was in that zombie movie. You know, it came out in like 04. Look at all these mustaches. Dude, that really was the era of the stash. Absolutely. In Did the your 70s? dad have a fucking whipped whip stash? He had a goatee like, until literally about eight years ago. <laughs> he had a goatee for as long as I can remember. That's like what he had. Like a walrus type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. It was a goatee, you know. It never goes out of style, you know. <laughs> wow. You know, I I, I I told you this. We can, this, this is full circle. At a certain point, you got to get a beard. You the, can't the, be That like, was what I had on my chin. That guy shooting a pool right now that's what i had on my chin that's Which what i look like he had like a soul patch yeah that's all i could grow and, and i got made fun of ruthlessly i had it for like <laughs> two months and i was like okay i have to get rid of this i'm getting so much flack i've got to not have that getting little that joe flack you know and, and that's when i was i was just dating amanda rip my very first girlfriend <laughs> she hated it but she was oh, she, yeah, she liked because i had a good sense of humor you know she, she said uh, that she her, her and amanda were talking about your stupid fucking facial hair well amanda and then her best friend this was like, I mean, I bumped into her best friend. This is like 19 years later. I bumped into her, you know, and she. I mean, it was even. Was, I mean, it was probably 15 years later. Amanda just got married. Oh, I was like, oh, really? Okay, yeah. During her bachelorette party, we talked about all of her boyfriends, and you came up. And we talked about your little soul patch you had. Like it, it was the first thing she remembered. That it was a two month period when I had that. You know, I, I had a Dobie Gillis like beatnik on For my people, chin. Who don't that know, him, know him? Crocious is mad that they didn't remember his act. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't a stand-up then. Uh, I hadn't. Although, but that's you told of, him about it. 
What, what, I, had, I hadn't been doing stand-up yet. I just hadn't started yet. It's the season God, opener. 76, man. I, I don't remember 76. I have very... This is the last year, year right? the Vikings made the Super Bowl. So last year they made it was the 76. E- so what did the Eagles do? Oh, the Eagles were terrible because it was Vermeil's first year. <laughs> yeah, do you know why the Eagles were terrible? Because they were letting random well, dudes. Exactly. I mean, the, the they team. were so bad they needed to do it, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, they were so bad they had. But I, I tell you what, they had a. Plus, back then there was no free agency. Was you Ron literally Jaworski had to, on the fucking team still? Uh, I, I, think that, I think they had just traded for him because Jaworski played for the Rams originally. He actually won a playoff game in 1974 when did the 75. Rams, when did the Eagles play the, the Raiders in the Super Bowl? It was 1980, Super Bowl 15. So it was four years after this. And Jaws was, was an 80s guy, right? Oh, well he, well, he was the MVP of the league in 1980, but they traded, traded for him. And I think he played like in 77 for them, but he wasn't very good, you know? So, and he was getting a lot of criticism. And and Vermeil stuck behind him, and Jaworski always respected Vermeil for that. Is Jaws that. in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not. He's not. He was very good, though, right? Uh, he was an MVP one year. He played like until like eighty nine or ninety. Like if Jaws was in the league now, would he still be good? Like was it? Would his skill set translate? Like did he? He, he was he, like the step back white quarterback. He couldn't really. You got to be able to move now, man. You got to be like Lamar Jackson. Sounds like you're talking or, about or, Mitchell or, or Trubisky, even Trubisky. You have to have some capacity to move because plays just break down immediately. You know, so it's just I was like talking to Bill Cruz last night. He loves Mitch too. <laughs> yeah, Not just uh, for looks. He thinks he he goes I because I told him I go, dude. I'm one of the few Mitch Trubisky supporters in my friend group. He goes, dude. I think you guys are fine. He goes, I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, he has not mastered the back shoulder toss. This is the, when the Cowboys were great, too. Although the Vikings didn't play them in the playoffs this year. The Vikings beat the Redskins, and then the, and then the Cowboys lost to the Rams, and then the Ram, Vikings beat the Rams in the a- NFC Championship game to go to their third Super Bowl in four years. And they lost to the Ra- The Raiders were great this year. The Raiders were 13-1 and this year. 77, I remember, though, and that's when the Cowboys won it all. They were great. Randy White, Ed Tutal Jones, and Roger Staubach. <laughs> I mean, America's team, Cowboys. This was, this was such an annoying football team. God, I hated the Cowboys back then. They were just, oh, they were so They're annoying. They're God's team. That's why they have that roof. Well, exactly. Guys, a God can watch the game. I, they were so prideful and loud and just glo- they represent everything that's wrong with Texas. You know, it's just like. If the Christian Crusades were anything, God was a Raider fan. <laughs> but anyway, well, I tell you what, we should maybe wind it down a little Let's bit. Let's wind here. it down, dude. But Coach this is like like watching about it. His show at the Van Nuys Comedy Club. I posted it online, man. I'm doing an eight minute set there. Which doing a quick set. I've been going up a little bit, so you know, ever since I had that kind of choppy set at, at the Ice House, you saw about a month ago, I've been going up like twice a week just to get like you know. Just to get the rust off a little bit. I, I told a couple of new jokes on Friday, and one of them kind of went well, and I was really happy about that. Nice. Like I, had ne- I had never told it, and I was like, no, it came out right, you know. So, But uh, anyway, well, man. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, yeah. at Keith Paisel. You As can follow Keith. him, at Insecure Comic. Uh, I am Keith Paisel on all the other social medias. I have another podcast called Journey Into Nerdery that you could listen to. Subscribe <laughs> to all of it. KeithPaisel.com That's Randy for my White. shows and oh. shit like that. Uh yeah, and then Vince Papali is gonna go on to have a no career in the NFL. Uh yeah. Uh, he, thanks for listening, yep. guys. Bye. <laughs> R- Randy White. Randy White was like a truly great 